0: Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with the guests and we talk about all the characters. We know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper and with me today is a person who hunts down mutants. Jordan.
1: Yes, to give them hugs and appreciate them.
0: Today we're talking about the Crimson Commando. I don't
2: think I've heard of this one. Crimson yeah. Commando, okay.
0: you yeah, I mean, you won't really know much about them. Um what do you think they look like? What do they do?
2: Uh, well, you said they're a mutant hunter.
1: (sighs) They don't happen to be, like, wearing, like, a crimson, like, KKK hood, are they? Because that that would be very unfortunate.
0: No, no. Okay, they didn't go that
1: way with the Okay. This
0: looks like Golden Age Hero.
2: Oh.
1: Oh, I kind of like how he's dual wielding knives, but...
2: That seems
0: also archaic. But, huh. Looks really golden age. Has a domino mask. Has a ascot. Okay. You know, wearing short pants with you know, just real golden age. If you want to see the picture of what they look like, you can go to @alphabetflight on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, his real name is Frank uh, Um He was a former vigilante, now federal agent. Uh, identity is known to the United States. He is a criminal, or sorry, he is a citizen of the United States with criminal record, pardoned by the federal government. And his place of birth was is an unknown location in Massachusetts. Um, other aliases are none known, mobile status unrevealed, known relatives, none known. And he was a partner of Super Sable and Stonewall, and a member of Freedom Force.
1: Oh, so that, that
0: mutant hunting thing. And he first appeared... And Uncanny X Men issue number a two a fifteen in March nineteen eighty seven old
2: soldiers and
0: um as you know it's a decent cover um you know you don't have much of a background or anything but you have uh this is the powerless uh storm. Uh, With a classic, like, mohawk, and, like, you know, looks like a gutter punk, basically. Um, And she's fighting three old men. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it
1: really does look like, I mean, at least one of them looks like, like, he looks old, but he also looks like one of those strong men.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's like, you know, he has that old man strength. Yeah. Uh, But but yeah, he's, uh, so we have Stonewall, Super, Super Sable, and the Crimson Commando. Um, these are, like, basically, like, three old men who just, like, kind of randomly hunt mutants. Like, it's really weird.
1: So it's like these three old guys were getting tired
0: of th- these uppity mutants? Pretty much. Aww. Uh. Yeah. So. Um, so Frank Bohanan operated as a cross-stream crime fighter known as a Crimson Commando during World War Two. World War II. Huh. As far as it is known, he neither... Neither he or his comrade Super Saber or Stonewall were members of that period's leading team of costume, uh, costume heroes, the Invaders or Liberty Legion. Bohannon eventually retired as a costume adventurer, but he and his colleagues, Super Saber and Stonewall were increasingly disturbed over crimes perpetrated by people they believed to be beyond the reach of law. The 3 tribe heroes determined to do their part to deal with the problem. In recent years, the three costume adventurers. Captured various alleged criminals and set them loose in the uh, New York State's on Jack Straight Park, and then hunted them down to their deaths. But yeah, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, by this mean, three the three costume adventurers believe they rid society of some of the less desirable members, and in a fashion. That would strike terror at other criminals who heard about it. Um, This is basically just Gran, Tereso, Gran, Tereso, Gran Tereso, Torino. Gran Torino? Gran Torino? Yeah. Gran Torino. Not the. No, not the racing game. No, but Gran Torino, but like three oh, old men. All of them with shotguns, and all of them did, are being invaded so, by people that they view are e- evil.
1: So, did they make it very public or known that they were hunting the people down too? Because it doesn't sound like they were very good. At their PR, if no, no one knew about them in the World War II.
0: no, no, no one knew. No one, no. They were <laughs> bad at it. They were basically just three old men doing the most dangerous game, <laughs> like randomly in a state park. Not even the right state park. You'd you could legally murder people in a certain area, and and Leah huh? You just lure them in there, then you're like, bam, and be like, can't do anything about it. Sure, well, sure. there's been many deaths by our hands at this one particular spot. The three vigilantes were finally thwarted when they captured the cocaine dealer Priscilla Morrison, and by mistake Storm, a member of the X-Men. Reeling that Storm herself was not a criminal, the three vigilantes faced a dilemma. If they let her go free, she would report them to the legal authorities. Moreover, Storm, although she was... Uh, at the time, physically unable to use their supreme powers, was a torment to protect Morrison from being killed. The three adventurers decided to hunt both Storm and Morrison down in the park. Morrison had no gratitude toward Storm, and the Crimson Commandos finally killed Morrison when she tried to murder Storm. Storm then defeated the Crimson Commandos in combat, and they were demanded and then demanded that he and Stonewall surrender to the state legal authorities, then confess their crimes. At this point, Super Sable was erroneously believed to be killed. The Crimson Commando and Stonewall uh, complied and went to prison. However, months later, Dr. Valerie Cooper arranged for the release of the Crimson Commando and Stonewall in exchange for their agreement to serve in Freedom Force. A member of former superhuman criminals now operating on behalf of the federal uh, government. Uh, Super Sable turned up to be alive and also joined Freedom Force and the Crimson Commandos. The Crimson Commando since proved to be a valuable member of Freedom Force.
2: That's
1: not saying a good thing, though. Freedom Force as a government-controlled mutant hunting thing is...
0: I mean, the, the U.S. government has never done anything bad. Mm. Yep, they've never done anything bad. So... Um so yeah uh he's six one white eyes there's like no visual irises uh two thirty uh p- uh two thirty five pounds and uh white hair, so he you know does uh you know regular intense exercise, and uh he's a mutant whose ability permits him to be in his prime to achieve virtually the peak of physical perfection. Below superhuman, so he's just so he just says steroids always.
1: I guess it also doesn't degrade.
0: I mean, he's a super soldier, serum and basically without needing the vitreras. Yeah, yeah.
1: He does. He um, does. The it does look like he aged though. Like he does look like he's an I old mean, guy.
0: Yeah, but he's just he's just buff the yeah. entire time. He's you know he's basically Captain America if he ages. Huh. Um, so the Crimson Commando has usually sharp usually sharp vision, enabling him to see his colleague super savable even at when the ladder's running at super uh, super speed. The Crimson Commando says that he learned through training how to free his mind of all thoughts in being while retaining my body's ability to react. In other words, he can make himself carry out action while submerging his conscious Processes so deep within his mind they cannot be detected by telepath. At least not without great effort on the telepath's telepath part. Thus, Crimson Commando was able to approach and take the telepath Psylocke by surprise on one occasion. So- He's also like Rogue at a hand to hand combat, hunter, tracker, commando fighter, and is highly skilled using Nice's weapon. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah. for supposedly a mutant, he's not really...
0: He's not even superhuman. But technically he is, but not
2: really. Yeah, like... Uh, I mean, he basically just has
1: a leg up on keeping his strength really good.
0: He's he's like every... He's like half the other humans in Marvel Universe that are all Olympic level athletes.
2: Yeah. Um...
1: But yeah. He's... Although, blanking his mind, I mean, that's kind of a weird thing he can do, so I mean, but it is kind of a nice addition to what he can do.
0: But you can also just get, like, a a like a little thing you can put on your forehead that blocks <laughs> psychics. Like, it's like, he doesn't have anything super special. Like, people have psi shields. Like, a lot of shield agents have them, like, built into their brain. <laughs> Uh, like, they just put a chip in there it's like, cool, you can't be telepathed anymore. So, like, he's not...
1: That is kind of something, I love how Marvel has gotten to the point where, like, people can just basically, like, have a surgery or wear a bandana and they don't have to worry about, uh, having their mind read.
0: Yeah, like, you know, it's not, like, he's not super special, but, I mean, I guess he can be as old as he wants and, like, you know. Hmm. Still be super buff. Uh, later, he did get turned into a cyborg. Oh? Huh. Yeah. And then he becomes an old man cyborg. And he lost his powers. Oh. After, after, after M- uh, M-Day? After M-Day, yeah. So he was one
1: of those ones that was depowered. Okay.
0: There's not much. Like, it's just like... He's like, what if Captain America without the super soldier serum?
2: Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, that... But with the super soldier serum, but without the serum.
2: You know, whatever. It's the same thing. Um, so.
0: That's it. I haven't mm. really anything else to say about it. Yeah. Kind of like an old man who likes killing people. With knives. Which, yeah, so. Um, I mean. I guess we can talk about damage control very briefly. Okay. People who clean up. Like, the reason why New York is in rubble all the time is because damage control. Like, they briefly did something with it in the Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's that's they made them a little bit more shady. This is just like a real, like, you know, legit company. It's just like, yeah, we'll clean up. But we're going to clean it up stuff. They've um, off and on
1: been doing all kinds of stuff. I saw, um, I think it was Rob who posted about weird Marvel car- like Marvel villains. And he posted about like, uh, what was his name? Something on living. He just basically, but it was just an alien that basically possessed a giant uh, crane. Yeah. And apparently, damage control took him in because after civil war, he was just like making little mini mini hymns because he wanted something of his own. Because every time he tried to, to take over the world, he got he got it, his his ass beat.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. there being there's people. And it, I mean, it's just, um, there was talks about doing a damage control TV show, but then the whole weirdly, almost immediately failed, unpowered, or whatever, came out with Alan Tudyk, which should have passed, it should have yeah. been a thing that was good, but they somehow failed, um, that DC did, and it kind of fell, and yeah. it just fell out. But I feel like they can do a damage control. I feel like a damage control like show would be fun. Yeah, I like fun. They,
2: they've met, they've
1: kind of hinted at the these kinds of groups and stuff like that in Marvel stuff enough, like that, that. I think they could still like actually pull the strings together and make it like an actual like thing thing and say like this has always been going on and stuff like that, and no one and no one would bat an eye.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they had a comic. They get a comic off and on here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of it's, it's I can, fun.
1: I, and like, I, I love like a lot of times. Uh, sometimes they're even thrown on uh, in some of, like of the the TV series, like the cartoons. Like I remember the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon had had the reference to the Damage Control.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be fun to have a Damage Control comic now or. Or just you know try to make it. I mean, like they're gonna. Oh, you know
1: what? Actually, uh, that just reminds me. There's been a. I've been reading a new manga on on like the Viz app that's called uh, Kaiju Number Eight, and it literally starts off talking about the people who clean up the kaiju's after they are taken down. Like, yeah. like literally, like okay, we have to get. It's like I'm putting you on, uh, on like intestine duty. And here's the hazmat suit you need, so you can actually not, you know. Uh, die of, of like terrible smells. Like, like, I mean, it's literally like they chop things, they have to chop the monsters up, clean up the stuff, uh, and fix things and, and take it apart. And it's actually kind of interesting, like, those little parts where, like, you know, like people, like, well, yeah, they, they took down this giant monster and, and all its little critter friends, but who gets rid of all that stuff after, the- after
2: that?
0: Yeah, it's, it's nice kind of pilling back the, curtain a little bit and being like yeah know, but it's just like how i was talking about how i want i want the i want a series about like just the people who book henchmen oh like yeah. it'd be a good comedy thing like they did it a little bit in the astonishing ant-man and it was so interesting
1: yeah oh yeah just like uh and sometimes in deadpool when they had the bar with no name they actually like show how people get their jobs or like hire people or things like that that those were always fun
0: yeah like just following around some of like the d-listers or even z-listers like that are just like powered henchmen i think that'd be pretty fun like just make it from their perspective you know have them like you know you don't even really have to show the heroes that much they can just go in and beat them up and then leave and then they have to deal with the consequences i think fun
1: i think there's like a couple of like uh, web comics that are that are like basically evil incorporated, where it's like they have, you know, well, I mean, corporations and corporate business can be you know evil all the time, anyways. But but it's basically like we we supply the henchmen and the things you need to do your operations, and it was basically just like showing like how how that works. And I mean, I think it it's still going on.
0: I, like, I should look I mean, into to a different feel like you can just have a book based around the power broker but it's just him dealing with bureaucracy and like dealing with the people he gives powers to and just like hey you know like just like I know they you know deal with a little bit in Astonishing X and Astonishing Ant-Man but like just bring it back like maybe he brings up back another thing of like Hinch and Hinch X and stuff like that and you know just talk about it I think it'd be a real fun comedy thing it doesn't have
1: And I I remember some, they highlight that sometimes in My Hero Academia, because it's like an actual thing, like how uh, they have to get their superhero license, you know, and stuff like that. And I think those arcs were actually like fun. So it's like people do like listening to this stuff sometimes.
0: Yeah. So So I I think, I
1: think it's a, I think they should make, you know, they should do this.
0: Yeah. So i don't know i think it'd be fun or just have something i don't know i have a lot of ideas but (laughs) yeah we're done okay then what do you have to look uh
1: so uh you can find me uh doing podcasts uh on uh war and beast is we just finished up talking about the netflix series uh the war for cybertron's first part called siege it was like six episodes it's all on netflix they're going to be doing earthrise soon and we'll probably talk about that too. So just look up look for us on you know whatever podcast thing you listen to, Warren Beast.
0: Hey, my name is Jesse, I have another podcast called um Over Innsmouth where me and mostly my friend Faith talk uh, talk and read and record uh stories that H.P. Lovecraft wrote in mostly chronological order. Um we like, released, like, an audiobook as well as, you know, other fun stuff. Um, yeah, listen to that one. We're, like, at the time of recording this, we have over 30 recorded, and we're, like, I don't know, like, you know, 15 maybe released. Um, so, you know, it's it's real fun, and you get to, you know, learn more about Lovecraft. Because, you know, we, we, get, we get into it. We get into the weeds. Um, so... If you'd like to see the pictures of people we're talking about, you can go to at AlphabetFlight on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I do have a Patreon, which is at AlphabetFlight. Patreon.com slash AlphabetFlight, which is also linked in the description. And this has been uh, uh this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Consu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. <laughs>